Well, you've asked me that question before. What do you regret? I don't regret regret nothing because it's regret. Say it again. Regrets. You guys are the same. That tattoo. No regrets. And welcome back to Give, Give It To Me, me straight. straight. I'm Alex. Do we have to do this every time? Yeah, because... And I'm John. Well, what if we have new listeners? Like, No one likes us. I Okay, but I, when I listen to new podcasts, I want to know who's speaking. All right, I am... Big Daddy John. You know what? Maybe it's different because <laughs> big, big Papa John. Big Papa John. Uh, because we're like a guy and a girl. But sometimes when I listen to podcasts and it's two girls or two guys, I'm like, who the fuck is who? But people could still get confused. That's true. Actually, you know what I don't get confused with is when you listen to True Crimes because I know exactly who is who on that podcast. You just get annoyed. He's talking about crime junkies because you oh, don't. Yeah. You just don't like Brit. <laughs> I just like unless this is like this is like her thing. Brit states the fucking obvious well, and she's like, so wait, I, what you're telling yeah. me is there's a murder in the closet. Be like, yeah, Becky, that's what she just fucking said. Brit, it's Brit. Uh, Brit? I wish it was Becky. Uh, she may be doing that on purpose. I to, like, think it's reiterate. scripted in there. Yeah. Like a prompt. I'm pretty sure it's scripted in there already. But that being said, for example, Ozark, Wendy, the mother yeah. in Ozark, like I hate, I hate her, but that means she's an amazing actress because you hate her so much. So like maybe Brit is doing this and she's just really good at it. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't, I think you're supposed to hate Wendy though. I don't think that you're supposed to hate Brit. I don't know. I feel like she's doing it. On, anyway, she's doing it on purpose. Brit, I know you're doing it on purpose. Okay. We segued so far. I'm Alex and that's John. Uh, he's the miserable one and I'm not. I'm the narcissist. <laughs> yeah. the oh, wait. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Uh, that's not the word I want to use. I don't think. I'm the pessimist. <laughs> uh, whatever, I could be a narcissist. Too. I don't give a sh Oh, okay. God, we're falling apart. I'm the narcissist. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. Lock it up, John. Lock it up. Okay. Highs and lows. Highs and lows. I'm going to go first. As usual. All my lows revolve around Kobe. Really? Yeah, it's just like he's such a good boy. He just he just takes too long. Like I just want to take him out, go to the bathroom, come back. I'll I'll give you a little walk. I'll give you a walk, you know, once a day, like a good walk. But when I take you out, he just has to sniff everything. He takes his time, and when he pees, okay, this is your fault though. You trained him to be like this because when before I met you, and it was just me and Kobe, he knew. With me, it was just bada bing, bada Alex, boom. This isn't prison. Shit. You take Kobe out for two seconds. Exactly. You're like, That's what you get. Pee, and you come back in. He uh, needs to see the sunlight. No, he's lucky that he has a home. <laughs> <laughs> no, we would go on walks, but when you when I'm home, like because I would go away to work, so I would go to work, come back, either let him out, but like or in the morning, let him out quickly. Like you don't get time to sniff around and literally smell the flowers. You got to go do your business. I want people to write in and tell me if their dogs do this because this is crazy. Kobe literally will go do a little tinkle, tinkle on tinkle, a tree tinkle. and then like close it off. He's doing like Kegels without really knowing he what he's doing. He holds his pee in. He so does. He'll pee like 15 times. Because he wants to spread his scent everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's such a pain in the ass. So all this, I wait... I'm just constantly looking at his private parts, just Again. watching him, waiting for it. This is a big stream. This is a little stream. It's getting smaller. It's smaller. Okay, he's done. Again, I think that you created this monster because when I when it was just me and Kobe, he would go all at once. Boom, boom, bang, bang. It's he, just very time consuming. I feel like I've been, you know, spending a lot of time with him lately. The bathroom. Him a bath the, the, other, the bathroom. Got, we got real personal. <laughs> we got real just personal. Like when he had a a penis infection. <laughs> I know you didn't rub him down. He's my son, John, and you're in healthcare. Like I'm his I, papa. I wasn't about to put on a glove and just rub him. Wait, off. we had gloves. <laughs> <laughs> you used a glove. I think we talked about this once. Kobe's dick got swollen. I don't know if he was in poison ivy or something. Or like he got stung. It swelled up. But we just like looked at his dick one day and I was like, I was What's like, that's wrong a big pecker. <laughs> yeah. And he has a very little one. So it stood out. Oh, <laughs> Poor boy. I know. But now, oh, you just gave him a normal bath yesterday and you wash his butt. You got to get in there. You got to get in there. I mean, what do you want me to do? Do you get in there when you <laughs> bathe him, you know, five years ago when you did it? Are you kidding me? I've given Kobe baths up until you started a month ago. So. Oh, okay. All right. 
you gave Kobe two bats and you're like, oh, I do everything. Lies. That's such a lie. <laughs> okay. What's your low? We're moving on. My low is I want to be a plant person, but I'm realizing that I can't be because we go away at random times for too long that like I can hardly keep them alive when I'm around. There's no fucking shot that I'm going to keep a plant alive while we're gone. Plus, the last thing we need to do is ask somebody to take care of our flowers uh, or but, plants on top of taking care but of Kobe. That's like my question. Like people who have plants, how do you actually keep they them alive? They probably have like a timer thing for water. I don't know. For like, but like, what if you have a lot? Like, we only have a few, and they're all spread out. There's no way that people have timers for all of their fucking plants. I don't think people necessarily leave all the time like we do, though. Like, we're gone for, like, 15 days. Okay, but days. even if you go at all on, like, a trip or something, I don't know. I just feel like, how do people care for plants? I'm going to be a forever fake plant lady because I my, love fake plants. my dill already died. My basil, she's actually thriving. Um, But our other plant, I don't know. I just feel like... What sucks, though, is because we always talk about we want to have a garden, like, if we when we move to L.A., because it's going to happen. But when we move there to have a garden, but I don't think we'll fucking kill that plant too. We'll Probably kill all those. Probably can't grow shit out there because it's just like the desert. We won't be able to. Do you think we have to pay extra for water? Like water's really scarce there. I don't know. We have no plans. What's your high? My high is our special guest today. I'm, oh, I'm very excited about it. That's sweet. But we'll hold off on that. My high is a surprise. Okay, but that's like uh, the high of the episode. But like, what's your high from the week? My high is my birthday. You turned 35. Actually, that's my low. I don't... After 21, do you really want to like... 21? I feel like 30 was a big mile. So we did a whole fucking episode on it. I just... I hate getting older. Oh. Because with age comes like broken back, <laughs> you know, joints are falling apart. Like you are no longer like moving forward in like your health. It, You're just declining. Okay. I haven't been moving forward in my health in a very long time. But like from the day you're born, are you really like, you know... What's the age after 21 or after 25? No, I don't know. Like your body, you're, you start going you, you backwards. You just disintegrate. I saw, I saw a TikTok where it was like, you want to know why your body starts hurting at the age of 30? Because you were supposed to be dead by then. Yeah, like your body's <laughs> getting giving you like notifications like, hey... You shouldn't be alive. Well, right that was now. like when we filmed the wedding in Connecticut. It was in some historical home that the bride was getting ready. I'm walking around the house, and it is for sure haunted. But it it was built in like 17 something. I don't even know. But all these plaques were talking about how people, these women, like died at the age of 32 to their 10 children. I'm like, oh my god, life was just so different. But yeah, we it's rough, tough, I mean, rough and tough. Okay, but like, where, wait, where was that in Connecticut? Because I'm sure some people know. Like the place we were talking about, something I, farms. Lyman or Lehman. I well, don't it was know how on like it. Lyman Farms, but it was in um, Middleburg, Connecticut. Oh, sorry, Middlefield, Connecticut. I'm just sure some people probably know about that place because that the house is beautiful, but creepy, but scary and haunted. And I mean, yeah, <laughs> think of wait. I mean, if you think about how many years it's been around and how many people died there, but granted, I don't know. I, I feel like age is just a number. As long as you take care of your body, like you should be able to live. Look at my grandma. She's 85, 84. She's killing it. She's a beast. She is. Love her. She's well, that, the best. that has to do with my high. My high is that I come from such a talented family that I get, I get to wear one of her gorgeous gowns that my cousin and my aunt designed to the wedding that we went to this past weekend. Shout out Tina D. Martina. Tina D. Martina designs stunning gowns. But seriously, like the perks, the perks of being part of a talented family. Yeah, that's I love that's it. crazy. The, the the whole history of that is so cool. Yeah. One day we'll we'll dive into it. But we don't have time for that right now. So going back to my high, my secret high of who our guest is today is my father, Big Dave. I've been wanting to get him on here for a while and I, you know, it's I'm excited to hear like a little bit about his past. I want to ask him some questions that he has no idea what <laughs> what they are. It's so funny because like knowing your family and being so close to you guys, you have such different pieces of your mom and your dad. Like your personality comes out. Oh, I have a conflicted personality but, for sure. But your dad is definitely the more like goofy side of you. Oh, he's the life of the party for <laughs> yeah, sure. So I love your dad. Well, I love this guy so much. He works so hard. People mistake us as twins, believe it or not. We like to wear the same clothing, and here he is, my father, <laughs> David Buffard. Welcome to the podcast. It's about time. You can talk. You're, <laughs> oh, you're, you can talk freely. Uh, I can talk now. You oh, need boy. to talk into the mic, though. Is that better? 
Do you need to scoot up? No, what are you trying to say? Am I short? I'm just, no, I'm just saying you're far away from the mic. All right, let me scoot up. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so, Dad, you know, this is a long time coming. I've been wanting to get you on here. I haven't really figured out when was a good time. And you know what? Now is better than never. So, you know, we're gonna. I'm just going to... I got a bunch of questions to ask you, and you don't know the questions I'm going to ask you because I want your honest answer. So, Dad, I want to know, you know, what's it like... Being John's dad. Yeah, what's it like <laughs> raising me, you know? It was very easy, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got to understand, it's my first time being a father, too. So I guess it was easy. It wasn't hard. I don't know because I can't compare it to nothing else because I don't have another son. <laughs> That's you could, good. You That's true. Compare it to your own life because after, you know, as I've gotten older, the stories you've told me about when you were growing up, I see it seems like I was an uh, angel compared to you. Oh, you think you were a good kid? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was very... Well, well you got caught at everything, that's why. <laughs> there wasn't nothing you got away with because for some reason you always got caught. Because I'm a guilty conscience, you know? I you know, I owned up to no, it. That, there, that's di- that's no, that's no, different. No, 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 no. Not that you owned up to it. You just got caught. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's very oh, different. I got owned... Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I owned up to <laughs> it. As the cops knocking on my door, is this your son? I say, no, you know, that's not my son. None of the shit that ever Wait, happened to me was ever my fault. The cops came to your door? I oh, don't yeah. know this story. Oh, yeah, with, with him. John. No, you were at the house, that's right, and you're you're trying to tell me what was going on. All of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. There's a cop at the door, and it was all about when you guys stole all those signs out of the parking lot. Allegedly. John. Allegedly. So am I married to a felon? You're married to a bad boy. Bad boy. I'm a bad boy. I knew that's why I liked He you. tried to be a bad boy. <laughs> My dad, this guy went to jail for doing Fast and Furious. He was in jail overnight racing. Like, wow. what were you racing? What kind of family did I join? <laughs> well, I think your dad had the same problems. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. No, my dad probably was worse. There should be no surprise so, to you. Yeah, that's None true. That's, exactly, that's exactly, true. Exactly. <laughs> So I guess based off of your own experiences, like you are, you've already kind of gone through it a little bit. So I kind of laughed at a lot of shit you did behind the scenes. Cause it, it oh, didn't yeah. seem like you were laughing when it was like actually happening. No, I couldn't laugh. I had to make a song. <laughs> I, I had to be the bad guy. I love that though. Your generation of parenthood, you guys filmed everything. Like it wasn't like short form videos, how we have now where it's like short clips here and there. You guys were just like rolling documentaries. <laughs> Alex, I'm telling you, I have a video of Jen going to Disney world. I saw it at a whole Disney World thing through a through a black and white lens yeah. for like three days. It's unbelievable. I got eight tracks full of her kissing Minnie and all that. <laughs> None he, of John. He was he wasn't born yet. <laughs> my, all the fun should happen. My wife was still pregnant him. <laughs> How heavy was that camera? What was it? No, it's a C type. Was uh, right after the big suitcase ones. They had the little C type ones with the C tape. They were probably about it was a Zenith, about this big. And I paid like. I think it was like eighteen hundred bucks for this thing back in nineteen eighty. It's a lot of money. Eighty four? No, it must have been like eighty five or eighty six. I bought that. I remember my dad had one too, and he just always over the shoulder. And then that's actually what got me into videography was my dad filming, and he handed down his giant VHS camcorder to me. Did they like, actually film you though? Like, um, yeah, I guess it's like me, Brianna, and my and my brother. Just wondering. I mean, it was just me and Jen, but it was mostly Jen. <laughs> That was being filmed. Oh, no. Yeah, I was definitely trying to be the hot there. Actually, it, there's a lot of video of you. I don't have a lot of pictures of you because most of the stuff, like a lot of Jen's pictures because I didn't have a video camera when she was born. Oh. So then when you were born, you had the video camera. But it is funny watching the video, the like home videos of you because it is just like Jen. And I was like Jen, too, just trying to get in front of the camera and get all the all the camera time. But Jen was more interesting than videotape. He was always Mr. Moody. <laughs> Mr. Moody. No, no, eh, eh, all the time. Just oh, leave me what, alone. What do you think that I deal with now? That's oh. exactly how it is now. <laughs> oh, you're bless, saying. Bless you, my, my yeah. daughter-in-law. I know. I'm like, John, just, we have you to know film what? this no, TikTok. No, thank you, my daughter-in-law. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's just still in a mood. I'm like, let's turn that frown upside down. I feel down. like I'm pretty simple. Just, you know, just leave me alone. No, you're very calm. Complicated, simple but complicated. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I, who do I get that from? Mm, it's not me. Okay, no comment. <laughs> One day we'll have the queen on. <laughs> All right, Dad. I want to list off some questions. Oh, we're not you. done yet. No, no. We just started, big guy. Dad, what was your biggest disappointment with me? John, what? <laughs> yeah, if you had to think back, 
No, I don't have to think hard at all. I, I got it's right I here. I know exactly. I told you, I know exactly what it is. Oh, really? yeah, yeah. When his uh, frat buddy jumped on his arm and busted it in half. So, but why was that John's biggest disappointment? Or like, what was why? Why was he involved? Because technically, that wasn't his fault. No, his no, no. That was that. Th- no, it was definitely my fault. <laughs> it was definitely my fault. I I drunk speared him on the couch. So give and, some backstory like, for people who don't know. Like John has a gnarly scar in his arm. He has plates in his arms. I drunkenly it. tackled my roommate onto the couch and like I missed half the couch and I broke the couch actually, but I broke my arm in the process in half. Yeah. And this was like two months after my parents just paid for my third knee surgery. So that's why Oof. he's not too uh, thrilled about and, that. And, and drive another three hours, go down and get him, bring him to the hospital and then find out that this happened because some guy jumped on his arm and it was uh, my retirement. I love that. It, it was the day. It was the day. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it was the day I retired. I was going to have a retirement party. Blew the whole. Re- I had the <gasps> cake in my car, John, so I had I, I, had, I had I had no retirement party that day because of his stupid stuff he did. <laughs> John, I don't remember that part. So, oh, I remember the big cake. I probably don't remember the no, cake. No, I was you, heavily you drugged. drugged. Okay, I was so, so mad. I was so mad. It was like two o'clock in the morning when you found out that John snapped his arm. Did you think that like you were like, oh my gosh, what happened? Like I feel so bad. No, I knew it was something stupid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew it was something stupid. I don't have any cool stories. Um, I didn't know though that it affected your retirement. Party I don't remember too. that either. Well, at least you retired a few more times. Thirty freaking <laughs> years. Yeah. Can I have a party? Huh? Can't wait. I'm retired. No, your son broke his arm. See you later. <laughs> yeah. From being cancel. From being shit faced. Cancel. <laughs> well, you know, the karma came back because when it was your fiftieth birthday party, was it your fifty? Fiftieth? Sixtieth? No. Yeah. How old are you? Why do you keep asking me that? You don't even know my birthday. Is, huh? March. It's March twenty third. Uh, wow. Boom. I'm so. Yeah, I know. Because I reminded 60, you. You're sixty eight. Sixty nine. Jesus. That was only nine <laughs> years ago. Yeah. My memory comes from my father, though, for sure. Your We're, dad seems to remember things just fine. Some things. Some things. But you know. All the, all the good things. He remembered that story pretty well. Dad broke his ankle. Mom wanted to have a surprise party for him for his sixtieth birthday in Connecticut. Six, yeah, sixtieth. And we were in Virginia. But she told him that it was my graduation party. And so he was all pissed off and we had to wheel him around the airport. Oh, he well, was in a bad mood up until going into the door I to his party. broke my freaking leg. I didn't want to go travel to Connecticut. Are you kidding me? John, you would be even <laughs> I worse. Was, yeah. I was in a freaking soft cast. I had to blow up with a tube on the side of me to get the pressure. To go. Oh, such that's agony. right. That's right. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. The last I had to lug you around the, the whole last- time. No, Meme pushed me through the freaking... No, because I have a, I pushed Meme, too. You both were in wheelchairs. That's true. <laughs> Twins. Meme's my grandmother. So what was the end result of that, though? Like, how did you end up forgiving John? Was it after his surgery, or was did it take... You, you still haven't forgiven him for that. It's a touchy subject. I know. I feel so like- I'm glad I'm getting this question out of the way, because that's probably the hardest question, so that's good. I don't want to ask my parents that question. Like, what's the biggest disappointment? Good. Well, guess what? We're moving on to the next question, Dad. <laughs> When were you most proud of me? When you went back to school after you were cleaning people's asses and said, (laughs) I can't do this the rest of my life. And you went back to school. Dad, I went back to school to clean people's asses. Yeah, but you were doing worse stuff. People were peeing in the back of your car before. Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) And you were probably helping him clean it. And you were like, thank God he's getting out of it. I didn't do that. It was a tough gig. Yeah, it was like, After after a whole year, after all these years in college and breaking your arm and getting a job making 25 grand a year, I realized you had to go back to school again. <laughs> you did it. You made it. I told you, I, I hit all the lows. I got all my lows hopefully out of the way early on. You know, I'm a little disappointed. I would have thought that your proudest moment would have been uh, meeting me. Thank you very yeah, much. That's very rude. That was, I'm surprised we're you didn't t- say that. We're not talking present. We're all talking, <laughs> we're talking about old stuff. But the for past. sure, Alex, you were 100% right. <laughs> for sure. I know, yes. I mean, yep. thank you, thank you, thank of you, course. thank you, thank yes, you. Yes, I took him off your hands. Yeah, he'd probably still be living with me. <laughs> okay, okay. Hold on. Hold, hold the phone. This this whole episode is just a John roast. <laughs> Going off of that. It's so easy. Dad, yeah. Dad. He, he makes it so easy. Speaking of that, Dad, do you have a favorite child and why is it Jen? <laughs> you can't say, fucking question. You can't say that with Jen not here to defend herself. I know it. Dad's passwords for random things are Jennifer one. Okay, so she was the first one. Okay, she's the firstborn. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. easy. And, and, you know, and I don't have a favorite. You're both the same. Fifty percent. That's such a lie. That is such a You're lie. You're like this end. She's that end. It's two different people together. Yeah, yeah. like yin and yang. 
you know, like it's probably like you don't have a favorite parent, John. You love them in different ways. Yeah, John, who's your favorite parent? <laughs> I love them both. I love them both in different ways. <laughs> Did you ever feel like you weren't the favorite child, John? Like besides, I, the, I always do. Well, I always why? Do. Besides the passwords, like what? What led you feel Jen, like what? Made Jen, you in charge si- of the your will. Si- your sister feels the same way. Like we like you better than her. I think that that's just a sibling thing. So like, maybe our parents. This is like a game they're playing. They're like let's them let them both think that they're not the favorite child, so they have to keep competing for our love. Yeah, I see what you're doing. See, I never felt that way when I was a kid. Oh, Dad's like I, I knew I was the favorite child. See, I feel like that more as an adult. <laughs> Like, I, I know that I'm definitely not the favorite. Well, you are the middle child. I mean, that's the... Neglected. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like when you get older, you know, you, you might have those feelings. But, like, you you turned out fine. Right. Like, you yeah. got, you know... Whatever. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Speaking of children, Dad, you don't have any grandkids. Yes, so... he does. He has three beautiful fur babies. Fur grandbabies. Yeah, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about just having fur babies? Yeah, I'm... It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if dad knew how to work Instagram, he would send me stuff like mom does where it's like videos of like babies. And she's like, this is my imaginary granddaughter. It's just like <laughs> right, sending right. random things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't do that. I, I know. And I, I don't really feel that way. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, if you guys want to have kids, that's your responsibility, not mine. Oh, no, it's I'm, like I'm pawning them off no, on you. No, oh, yeah. Oh, no. I think that's what it is, too. Like, you can get the pressure from family members, but at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you, not just talking about, like, us. But I don't know. We're just so hot and cold when it comes to it, too. So I'm just I'm happy to provide all the fur grandkids that your heart can <laughs> well, hold. Mom and I had a conversation this morning. We're talking about it. And I says, you know, I says, our parents had, like, four or five kids. As, as parents, as we were parents, we had two, maybe three kids. And our kids are probably not going to have kids. They're going to have dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because they're finally starting to smarten up. You make it work. It is what you it do. is. No, right. Yeah, like you make it work. You're you, never ready for kids. That's what people say. You're never ready. I mean, you just you, make you, it work. You got to want to have them. Yeah. You know, and you'll make it work. I mean, yeah. your priorities will change, definitely. Right. I mean, it's just like when you have a dog. You, you know, you, you love your dog. <laughs> not everybody loves your dog, but you love your dog. It's the same thing when you have kids, you know. Everybody's going to like your kids. Believe me. <laughs> Did you, you just looked right at me. Just, <laughs> I'm an acquired taste. Oh, okay. No, you're a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning. I'm still learning. So, Dad, how long have you been retired now? Depends. You want to talk about how I many houses I remodeled after I no, officially just, retired? You're not doing a nine to five. Uh, 2018. So, how, you know, how is retirement? Is it, is it everything it's cracked up to be? Do you enjoy it? Are you bored? Took me three times to get it right. Were you just like... What do you mean? You like worked and you're like, I'll retire, got bored, went back to work. Is that why you went back to work? Yeah. 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 Definitely. I feel like we work in such like a a go, go, go culture that to, to actually retire, you probably are like, what the fuck do I do with my time? You need to plan. Well, yeah. You definitely need to plan. You need, you need to have some sort of outside interest. You just can't like... Like work will suck you dry. It really will. You, I mean, you still work. Like you're still always, you're still working on projects, <laughs> always doing something. Yeah. That's, I, that's what I like to do. But I mean, before work, work was, I mean, it was seven to seven every day for me. You know, I'd get up. I know when I work for General Motors, I'd go in 3.30 in the morning, get home at seven o'clock at night sometimes. Which is like, again, such a, I feel like a generational shift because so many more people are able to work at home, like make their own hours. What do you think when you see like what John and I do for work? I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I wish the hell I could have done that. I mean, as a, I punched the clock every day. You know? I mean, I guess it's just because those types of jobs weren't available. Like you guys didn't have computers. It's not like the world was on the internet and you could work remote. Right. But I'm saying you got responsibilities too, you know? Yeah. So it's like the benefits were there. My retirement yeah. was there. Yeah. I mean, everything that kept my family in supplies. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I stuck it out. I mean, there's some really bad times I had. There are some good times, but a lot of bad times, you know, mm-hmm. I moved three times just for that to stay employed. Speaking of that, you know, how, I mean, how crazy was that moving from Connecticut to Virginia? Because no one did that back then. That was the toughest move I ever took. I believe it. Up to that point, were you in Connecticut your whole life? Yeah. Yeah. So Jen and I, I think I was like seven. Jen was what? I was like 45 years old, I think it was, something like that. So I'd been there for 40 something years. So that's when we ended up going to Winchester, Virginia, which was a great, it was a, it was a great move. It was a shot in the dark though, because I had no idea where I was going or who I knew. Yeah, I didn't know anybody down there. Not yeah. so. All I remember is I drove down with my van. It was full of whatever I could live with for the next four months. I bought a house. Sight uns- well, I bought the house in a weekend. 
I drove by it, told the realtor, I want that house. We bought it. So I moved there. I got there and uh, I guess it was like October and John and Jen, my wife weren't coming down until like f- after they got us. It's like uh, Christmas break. Right. They split it up at Christmas break. And I went down there. I just remember laying down. I had no bed. I had nothing. I had air mattress in the living room. You're like, what the heck what, am what, I doing? Clothes piled up on one side and my other stuff on the other side. And I was going to work the next day. It was Halloween. I remember it was Halloween. That's right. And I'm laying down there with a little lamp. I'm saying to myself, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> I mean, to up and what leave did I do? your entire family, everything that you knew growing up to at that point, like that's got to be terrifying. Like for John and I, we just move like it's, you know, like that it's was, a Tuesday. But that was a learning process for me. I mean, yeah. I really came out of my shell when, when I met you and all, and like going back to school and all that stuff. But what's something you always tell me? You're like, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. I said that in the last podcast. It's so, true. No, you're not. I mean, that move for you and for us, that was huge. That was a game changer. I'm sure though... Family-wise, were a lot of people disappointed that you left? Oh, my God. We were the only ones that ever left the whole family, yeah. Right. I mean, we left them, basically. So as far as them coming to see you, not too often. We made the ride many times back to Connecticut. You right. guys remember that. We, I drove that many a time, many a time back and forth. But, you know, it was a good move. I think it was a good move. Uh, I think you guys grew a lot. You met a lot of new people. It was, uh, it was good. It was a good move. Right. And well, we, we were always talking about getting out of Connecticut because we hated the weather there. And, like, this was a good, good opportunity. It was when we were talking about making a move, talking with your mother, I says, listen, I can open my own business, but I says, I don't have insurance and that stuff. So that means you got to go to work full time. She was only working part time at the hospital. And uh, she says, not one move. <laughs> <laughs> Easy decision. And I, I think that's what it is though. You just have to weigh the pros and cons for your life. Look at the long term and see like what is going to be the best decision for us at the end of the day. But that also you're kind of a special breed with your personality. Like you can get along with anyone and it's easy for you to make friends. And I think your transition from Connecticut to Virginia, then going even into your retirement, I mean, you have more friends than like I do, which isn't saying much, but still like on the golf course and like <laughs> your pool league, all this stuff. I'm jealous. You're, it seems like you're living the life. So that now that I know that what your age is, 69, you're getting up there as an older man. What's your biggest regret? I don't think I don't have any. You don't have any regret? No regrets? No, no regrets because all the decisions were made. I made them. <laughs> so if I got to regret it, that's my fault. That's a good. I, I like that. I, I hope I had. I, I already have regrets, so, you know, I can't... You have regrets? I, yeah, I wish I didn't fuck up an undergrad. I wish I did a couple different things different ways. I don't know. I think it's tough to, like, to look at life like that because then you wouldn't be where you are now. I, mean, I don't know. You got to look at it because I hated school from the first day. I know who from I got that from. From the first day. And I never took a book home in high school, and I knew I had to do something. So I said, well, I'm going to be an electrician. So that's what I did. I mean, I was just trying to survive. That's mm-hmm. all I just trying to survive, you know. Well, you left the house at like seventeen. I was on my own since I was like fifteen, actually. I mean, I lived home with my parents, but as far as that paper route, I had a little job to do this and that. So they never, you know, I lived there. They they gave me room and board. But I remember when I got my first car, my first job, I had to pay board. Really? Paying, yeah. How old were you? I was paying like two hundred bucks a month. I think it was. Wow. That's actually a lot. When yeah. I got when I got out of high school. Oh, so after high school, then you lived with them still. Yeah, I lived with him for a few years after that. Yeah, then I moved. But so I've been on my own a long time. So, you know, you make your own decisions. You know, I didn't really go to my parents and say, geez, I should, should I do this or should I do that? They were on their own. They were traveling, going all over the place, man. Once we were out of house, man, it's like, see you later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sink or swim. Yeah, Sink exactly. Or swim. That's exactly. the only way that you learn, though, is by... And that's your generation didn't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, We you, were more coddled. You guys always had... A safety net. A safety net. And not everyone. That's just a privilege to have that. But, but I do uh, We also didn't have the opportunity to really break the rules because your generation ruined it all for us. You guys are the best generation because you it was so free spirited, like you get away with everything and you had you always had so much fun. All your stories that you tell them like you would not be able to get away with that today. And you know, because of you, there's laws in place. You, you wouldn't get away with it today. I know that. You'd <laughs> oh, get me, caught. me you'd personally. Get, you'd get caught. You would you'd get caught. You would. Dad, you're an electrician. Then did you ever start your own company or you were always work you were always working for somebody though, right? I always worked for somebody, but I always moonlighted. So every weekend I was wiring houses or I was doing installing eight because I worked with a bunch of tradespeople that worked for me. And I had electricians, I had pipe fitters, I had uh, tin knockers, I had AC guys. So we'd get together on the weekends and do odd jobs. If we weren't working overtime on the weekend, we did odd jobs. So you, I mean you basically kinda had your own company without like the LLC on it. Right. Right. I I did a tax free. 
Okay. Under the table. It was, on, it was all cigar, no, everything cigar, was legal. cigar, cigar box money. Everything was legal. <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm just saying Mattress that. Mattress money. But kind of going off of like doing your own thing and how Alex and I are doing our own thing. Um, what do you actually think about social media, though, and like the realm that we're in? My opinion of social media is I, I love TikTok, man. It's like the best. <laughs> I can get buried in that for hours. It's just so much stuff. But what I really liked was YouTube because I do a lot of projects. Right. In the social YouTube, I'll look at four or five videos of how I want to do something. And then out of the four videos, I'll pick out the one that best suits me, how, whatever project I'm doing it. It saves you a lot of crap. Let me tell you. There's, you know, because when you take something apart, it's like, okay, now what do I do? YouTube gives you a video on yep. how to take the cart, put it back together. You'd it's be great. perfect. You'd be perfect for that. You'd be it would be keeping it simple with Dave. I just how don't to know. Hit a nail straight. Like I feel like everything is just so easily accessible these days. Like I wouldn't have been able to get anything done like growing up in your generation because directions I would have gotten lost. I wouldn't have I would never travel because I'd get lost all the time. So GPS Look at cell game phones. changer. <laughs> I know. Uh, GPS that that should win a Nobel Prize. It should. There's a lot of people who Never left the areas because they're afraid to get lost. Right. Yeah, that would be I me. mean, transportation must have just went crazy after they come up with GPSs. I mean, thank God. I mean, I remember like MapQuest map and stuff was yeah. crazy. I was trying to figure out, Dad would be like, look at the map. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, Jen was always my cold pocket. We'd just get in a fight trying to get someplace. I'm and driving trying to read the map at the same time. And forget it. So Jen, was, Jen was good. Back. John was dyslexic, so he... <laughs> Oh, you're <laughs> dyslexic. I got it from you. Like father, Is this like a fucking son. generational thing? <laughs> dyslexic one and two, me and dad. Oh, gosh. Scary. <laughs> well, you said that you have no regrets. So if you had any words of wisdom to give to people, what would it be after your... Keep stepping out of the box all the time. I mean, still, if you're, if you're comfortable, you shouldn't be comfortable. Just keep going. Do you feel like you're still stepping out of your comfort zone? Yeah, I'm always doing something different. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, we're moving or we're doing something. I'm, I've slowed down <laughs> from what I used to. I mean, I used to yeah. move every two, three years we'd move, but we haven't done that in three years, so we're doing pretty good so far as far as like... I think you place. staying busy too, Dad, is like really... Like if you were just sitting on the couch all day or something like that, you'd go crazy. So. I, I enjoy like a rainy day sometimes. <laughs> You're like to just binge watch just, Ozark. Just, just do nothing for yeah. a whole day. I, I can do that. I never could do that before. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm starting to be able to do that now, which I, also, I enjoy it. You also, for pe anyone listening, like you also only need 30 minutes of sleep. Like you're the most energized person. That is crazy. <laughs> Seriously, like you really run off of like two to three hours of sleep and you're good for the next day. You're elf. Well, I, I sleep better now. I sleep probably a good five hours a night. <laughs> and well, you, you act like that's a lot. I'm like, oh my God, I need a full eight. <laughs> well, you're using that CPAP now, so you're breathing better. So I'm sure that's helping with, you know, you sleeping throughout the night. It does. I mean, I don't even move. I just flip and flop all oh, night I long. Know. I remember sharing a hotel room with you. It was pretty brutal. Yeah. Snore. Moving around. <laughs> I don't move. I just like you saying hotel room. It brought up a story that I wasn't a part of, but I've heard of for John. Uh, what what were your thoughts that one time when John got really shit-faced and then peed in your wife's suitcase? I didn't get shit-faced. I didn't black out, though. I, we had like four drinks. It was a really lame night. and I He turned 21. Not one person carted him that night. <laughs> he was so mad. We were in San Francisco for mom's. She had some sort of conference she was speaking at. And uh, long story short, I woke up in the middle of the night, unzipped mom's suitcase, and I pissed in it. I had no idea. What did you well, think? All, all, all I remember is I'm laughing in bed going, am I glad I'm not you? Yeah. <laughs> she needed to wear her clothes the next day, too. She was like, I was oh beside my myself. God. I slept on the floor. I thought something was wrong with me. Oh, like you just had so much shame. I did. I was, I've never done that before. I'm like, I, what just happened? Dad's laughing. Just laughing hysterically. I was laughing. Was so I funny. love it. So funny. <laughs> John um, and Lenny's like, Jack, what are you doing? Oh. Also, he like wakes up and he looks at me. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing nothing. He's trying to pull his pants up and everything right in the corner. I'm laughing so hard. I'm saying, oh, well, my God. Well, one side of the hotel room was like glass. I must have thought I was outside. Oh, okay. That's that's what happened. We Pee wish, over the and we wish you were. Oh, right, right. right. Oh, okay. You're an angel. You're an angel. Yeah. All right, Dad, do you have anything else that you would like to, you know, tell tell the people? Is there anything else? I know you gave some advice. I'm proud of both my kids. Very proud of them. Yeah. I mean, they've come they've worked very hard. I mean, Jen worked very hard. John worked very hard. I mean, John's on a whole nother different segment of his life right now. Totally. He met 
a gorgeous woman. <laughs> oh, thank you, smart, thank you. Smart. But we talk and about smart. it all the time. How like we're both so thankful for the families that we grew up in because you know we both come from great families who raised us fabulously right. to become the amazing people that we are. So credits to you. Hey, Dad. I always tell her like I'm just surprised I am where I'm at. I'm like. You know, the sky's the limit, but I have I feel like I've hit my uh, my peak. Well, you've asked me that question before. What do you regret? I don't regret, regret nothing because... Regret, it's I, regret. Say regret. it again. <laughs> you, regrets. You guys are the <laughs> same. That, that tattoo. It's no no regrets. regrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said that before. And what I'm, what I'm saying is that, you know, where I came from and where I was going at, I had no real plan. And I was able to work through the whole thing and... I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy when I did. I'm surprised I, I did as well as I did. Wow. Right, you guys I said, are this, I said the same thing last podcast. I'm like, I'm so happy with what I've even done already. Like, I'm content. Wow. Twins. I am. Cut from the same cloth. Uh-huh. That's like looking in the mirror, like he always says. <laughs> kind of spooked. Yep. You get to get those shorts and the white white socks and the Oh, the new balances, the, the, dad, <laughs> yeah. the dad shoes, tucked That's in so shirt. Funny. I thought that was so funny. You transforming into your dad. <laughs> yeah, basically. You Except I'm to, not handy at all. And you have to do a few more squats. I know. I need to look. I have no, my dad's so handy. I can't. I have just no. Alex, you're more handy than I am. I can't I, do any of that stuff. Well, did you not like learn from your dad? I learned from I my want, dad. I just like, ugh. It's not in your bones. Oh, I think Colby has more. All right, dad. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on today. It, it means the world to me. I love you. And I would like to say thank you for being such a great role model to John because uh, I married him and he's he's good most of the time. Oh, I was just saying, what are you going to say here? <laughs> nice words. I'm, oh, yeah, your I'm, words of I'm glad I brought him up high enough to meet yeah. your standards, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> she has very, very high standards, for sure. You guys sure. did such a great job. All right, Dad, I love you. Thanks. Bye. 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 Good old Papa Bear. I loved having him on. Yes, we were going to have to have your mom on. Definitely. Okay, Alex, moving on to Would You Rather. Are you ready? Of course. This, is a, this one caught my eye immediately. Would you rather be infamous in history books or be forgotten after your death? What am I infamous for? Doesn't matter. I obviously want to be known. Why would I want to be well, forgotten I think about? Infamous. I'm thinking like something bad, like Hitler. What? Why? No, like you could be infamous for doing something good. No, because that wouldn't be a hard question. Why wouldn't you want to be remembered? Yeah, for like doing something epic and awesome. But if it's something horrible, would you rather be forgotten? I want to look up this definition to make sure. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> the definition is well known for something bad. Yeah, um, was, what would it be? What's the antonym for that? Famous? Famous, I guess. Okay. Oh, I, I, like, I, I can't believe I didn't know that. I, I like use that term, I think, for like good things. I'm like, oh, he's infamous for cooking. Well, because remember that saying like cooking in infamy. You know, I think like infamy is still like not a bad thing. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, um, whatever. Anyway, not, so it's a, it's a bad thing. I'm not a dictionary. So yeah, uh, I am going to change my answer and say I'd rather be forgotten yeah. than known for something bad. I guess it depends on like how bad are we talking? Right. Like Kim K, like sex tape, um, Hitler, those are different, different things. Right different bad things and but like, i guess also that is subjective too it's like what is your definition of bad because technically like if a war was fought one you know one country whatever is going to think you're bad but like the country you're from may think that you okay, are no but like in regard if we're talking about hitler here like no that's i'm not, I'm e not talking about hitler oh, i mean i, I said like, hitler earlier now an i'm evil just saying person. no yes 100 percent. i'm just saying like I said his name earlier. I wasn't saying it in this well, example. Well, when you were using war again, I was okay, like, okay. Fine, whatever. No, not Hitler. <laughs> okay. Same yep. as you. Again, but it it depends. Because if it's only for like, you know, flashing my titties or something off the Empire State Building, like I'm fine. Right. You're like, no one would care anyway, Alex. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. What's your would you rather? Okay, John, would you rather get diarrhea on stage in front of thousands of people? Like you shit your pants. Do they see it? I, Sorry, go ahead. Finish the question. I don't. I don't know. Um, or get diarrhea for an entire ten day vacation. Like you're you're pooping your pants like every day. But you know you you could stay inside. You could go to your hotel room. So it's either one time in front of thousands of people on stage. Or am I wearing depends? Like does it hold it you in? Don't, you don't know. Like you don't know when it's gonna. How long happen. am I on stage? Do I shat my pants and kind of like do a moonwalk off the stage? You know what I'm saying? You have to give like a whole presentation with poop in your pants. I'll, I'll stay in the hotel room for a month. 
<laughs> you would like even spending all of this money on a vacation. Do I, I get to be by myself? That <laughs> yeah. sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I'd rather poop my pants on a that vacation. Would be, that would be so terrible. Oh my God. I think just more for the like embarrassment factor, not because of like you're pooping your pants. I feel like you would be happy pooping pooping your pants on vacation because you don't shit for like 10 That's days when, when you go on vacation. Yeah. It's either one or the other. I'll be shitting my pants right. or not pooping the entire <laughs> vacation. What? Like, why does that happen? Your diet. No, it's it, not just me. It happens to a lot of people. I think it's your diet, though. Yeah, I guess. Like, Change you're probably not schedule. Like, drinking enough water. My butt is like, where's my toilet? Right. That's not my toilet. I don't know. I mean... I could shit anywhere, so I know. But we know. I still know a change in schedule f- fucks up my routine a little bit. Yeah, you end up pooping like four times more. Okay. <laughs> Your body just ejects everything that's in it. Moving on, anyways. To give it to me straight, where we answer all of your burning, burning questions. questions. <laughs> I don't like that you are trying to steal that from me. Doesn't matter. Anyways. You take every segment, John. You really do. Okay, moving on, Alex. Question number one. What do you do or what is a better outcome when you find your man looking at other women? Specifically when you find him looking at a half-naked woman on a beach on Instagram. Like I get that there are sexy people in the world all over the place, but I'm hurt by the fact of seeing the man I love and care about I fuck another woman. Am I crazy for feeling hurt and insecure over this? Granted, it was only this one time where I've actually seen it happen that I wish I didn't see this so I could go back to believing that I am still beautiful and sexy enough for him. Any advice? This girl on Instagram does not take away from you being sexy at all. So I just like want to say that, you know, like other people being hot and beautiful and flaunting their ass does not subtract from you. You're still a hot piece of ass. Um, See, like, I don't what, Uh, you know, I, I just seem that seems very insecure to me. Well, I was going to say, I don't. Okay. Because in my experience, I feel like when you see hot girls, I'm like, let me see. Because I want to see them too. Like, I don't. I don't look at them and think. It like, depends on. It depends on how you're looking at them. I guess. Are you like, I. I want to smash this chick. I, or are you just like reveling in awe of like, good for this person for yeah. being a hot piece of ass. Like, because we know how hard it is to work on yourself, right? Listen, if John was out there messaging and commenting and actively trying to pursue like a hot person on Instagram, I would be fucking pissed. Right. Um. When you talk about other girls and say, like, they're really hot, of course, I'm, like, a a hair jealous. But I'm, like, no, you have to be confident in yourself and know that, like, your person chose you. They're attracted to you. There's always going to be hot people out there. Like, you know that. That, like, I'll find hot guys on Instagram and be, like, damn, look at these muscles. And you're, like, damn, he definitely does roids. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean that they're emotionally cheating on you or look at you any different i just think that you know we live in a society where constantly being fed up posts and other people and attractiveness and dude what whatever you know whatever i'm gonna look at people and i think they're hot they're fucking hot who cares you look at dudes and think they're hot i don't give a fuck you're with me you're not going out there smashing them so like just be secure in your relationship i would be concerned if you guys weren't looking at other people thinking they were attractive. It's not just you. The world doesn't revolve around one person. Right, right. You're allowed to feel what you're feeling. Like those are actual emotions. But I think realize like why? Like maybe you're insecure in your relationship. Like why are you feeling jealous or uneasy about him looking at these pictures on Instagram again? Because if he's not actively reaching out or pursuing something with this person, like this is just a stranger on the internet who's looking hot. Like maybe someone's looking at a picture of you looking hot. You know what I mean? Like these things exist. They're not just going to go away. You can't like let that engulf your feelings. Um, but I feel like some people have a different stance on this. I don't know. Everything's subjective. You know, like, do I personally think he's doing anything questionable? No. Right. But like, I'm, I stand with you where if he starts commenting on right. stuff, like, that's fucking like, weird. But like, again, that's our and fire emojis. opinion on the, it. Right. And that's so true. Like that, you have to figure out a boundary that works for your relationship. Because if that's a line that you don't want crossed in your relationship, like you have to I let mean, him know that. You, yeah. yeah. Which I don't know. Have we said that yet? That it's all about communication. communication. So just let him know how you feel. But then again, maybe take a look in the mirror and say like, do I look at hot guys? pictures <laughs> and you know and like what's your intention there if he has no intention i don't know i'm I just, just saying there's no way you've never seen a hot guy and been like 
damn. Yeah. There's no way. I, again, I just think it's establishing what those lines are in your own relationship. Because John and I, if we see hot people, I will go out of my way to show John a hot girl. I'm like, look at her ass. Like, I, but I just, I'm because I'm secure in our relationship. But you do the same thing with guys. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you know what? I was, you know, I respect a hot, a hot dude. You know, that's good, looking good for dude. them. Yeah. Good for them. Shit. Working hard on that fucking eight pack. I'm jealous. But that's what I'm saying though. Like someone else's attractiveness out there does not take away from you or your relationship or what you have to offer. So just talk about it. Yeah. I think that's, that's a conversation you need to have. Right. Question number two, my fiance's mother keeps inviting people to our wedding without asking us first. Just the other day, she called and asked us to send her 10 blank invitations for her to give out to people she already invited verbally. We told her we would have to talk about this because we have already mailed out invitations and don't have 10 extras to give. This is causing additional stress on top of everything else and is taking the enjoyment out of planning. I know she means well and probably isn't even thinking about the added costs that come with the additional guests, but that doesn't change the fact that someone is going to have to come up with the difference. This is creating a wedge between us because I know he doesn't want to hurt his mom's feelings, but it is really rubbing me the wrong way since she hasn't really contributed much financially to the entire process. How can I politely tell my fiance to tell his mom that this is our day, not hers, and since she has added several extra people at this point that I think that she should be responsible for the additional cost? This is crazy. First off, I, I totally forgot about so it's her family paying for it and so his mother's one like I'm going to it's my day and I'm gonna end up you know inviting whoever All I want. communication here because you are 100% in the right here like you can't just be adding people to the guest list when people want to talk about saving money for weddings it is your guest list do they give his mom like a specific amount that she can I'm sorry I, I, may, I know but maybe doesn't fucking matter whether whether they did give her a certain amount or they gave her zero people it is their wedding if 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 they're paying for it and her family is paying for the majority you know what fine if whatever she's contributing if that could cover the cost of whatever friends that she wants but anything additional no it doesn't work like that of course she's clueless that's crazy I I just think hopefully I wonder if boundaries were established in the beginning as far as just like here's the headcount that you can invite like that should have been at Even least explained if there weren't boundaries set in the beginning to say this is the amount that you get like you're allowed to put your foot down here even even after the fact but there's two ways that you could go about it one is let her know that you know you can't invite extra people you can wait until you get some declines and no's from people once they rsvp and then they could be on the b list like you're happy to invite them once you get some no's because you know everyone gets no's it's not like 100 percent of the people that you are going to invite are going to show up second option is to just tell her or make your fiance tell her absolutely not. Okay, definitely make your fiance tell her what the fuck is he doing? I don't want to like, I don't want to hurt step. my mom's yeah. feelings. Fuck that. You're being a pussy. <laughs> You're being such a pussy. If my mom did that and like, I'm scared of my mom. I'd be like, this <laughs> You're is like so, I, I am, but I'm like, this is so disrespectful. Like that you can't, yeah. it's not about you. Yep, exactly. Even though I gave mom 70, you know, half of your guest list. All was of my guest list. But I think but, I invited 10 people. But that was okay with you. You know what I mean? Like you made Made that choice and you said that said that in the beginning like right. we each split up our numbers equally and then like you figured it out with your family i figured it out with my family i do really i really feel like a lot of these questions like the more questions we get and it's it's not a like a slight at anyone but it it really does come down to like nothing is established i feel like in the beginning and that's what's causing all these problems it's setting and like a rippling effect because yeah you need to set those expectations have the conversation though i i guess if you don't think about it like you know there's nothing you do about that but if you right. kind of know like okay this is our guest list or like this is what I want to do, whatever, like establish that with all the parties that are going to be involved. Mm -hmm. So everyone knows what's going on and there's no fucking guessing. Well, this actually happened with um, one of my family members. She got married during the pandemic and her guest list had to be cut down to 50 people. Like the venue did not allow more than that because they were so strict because of COVID regulations. She would invite some like family members and then they would be like, well, why isn't this extended uncle's cousin invited? Like, and then be like, well, then I'm not coming. If they're not coming, she's like, I don't give a fuck yeah, then. No like, one cares. No. Yeah, like you can't, like it is your day. If you're paying for it, 
it, even if your parents are paying for it, regardless, like you're just setting boundaries. Like people can't take advantage of, of you in this situation. Like even if for my family members experience, they were like, well, I'll cover the cost of this extra person. She's like, that's not the point. Like number one, there's no room. And even if I do get no's, I didn't invite this person for a reason. Like I, I'm not close with them. People are fucking clueless are clueless and people think the world revolves around them when really no one gives a fuck (gasps) i don't know again it's just like it's It's so frustrating the really shitty thing is like it's your day it's your it's your weekend or whatever and like this is such an important event in your life and people make it about them and like don't think about the couple like you know how stressed out your wedding week is it's like let me add more stress to your life. Right. So, so you could figure out. And and that's the other thing, too. She had mentioned in the email in like in detail about each additional guest. Like if that's a full table of people, that's another centerpiece. That's another linen. That's like another whole 10 people at the Meal. bar that yep. I have to pay for. 10 more meals. Like there's so many more costs as opposed to just being like, yeah, sure. Come on in. Like that's thousands of dollars to just add those people on. So just bottom line, no, tell her no. If it doesn't bring you joy, don't do it. If it's going to add more stress to your life, don't do it. And this shouldn't be on you. Your fiance should be the one to fucking grow a pair and and say something to his mom. He's being a bitch. Little baby back bitch. But uh, good luck and congratulations. I hope you have a fabulous wedding. (laughs) I'm sure it's going to be beautiful regardless. And like, although this is so like annoying and stressful now, like this isn't going to matter in the scheme of your relationship. I mean, if your fiance doesn't say anything to his mom, like, I don't know, that might create some underlying issues there. It's not on you at all. It's not. But, you know, enjoy your day and don't stress about it. Congratulations. Congrats. And remember, take some time, just the two of you on your special day. And just look back and that's what you're going to remember. So anyways, I think that is all we have today. If you guys have any questions and you want to email us, you could reach us at hello at give it to me straight podcast.com. You could find us at give it to me straight podcast on Instagram and give it to me straight on TikTok. We will see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.